Eat well, sleep, exercise. We all know the basics of living a healthy life, but with science and technology where it is, we have a greater understanding of what our bodies truly need. Follow this podcast as I find out exactly what it takes for me to reach peak health mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually as I hack my way back into wellness. My name is Chris Hobbs, and welcome to The Strength of Wellness. Hello and welcome to The Strength of Wellness. I am your host, Christopher Hobbs, and this is my first episode. Welcome. I'm glad, very glad you're listening, and I hope many more of these will come. This podcast is going to be a journey of me discovering what it takes for me to be truly healthy. So, uh, my story is, I, I, I grew up in Brisbane. My dad was always into fitness and, and health and he used to exercise a lot. In fact, one of the things that I remember is that mum was always complained that he exercised too much and his legs got too big so he had to buy new pants. Uh, I always thought that was funny. So, I've always been around health and fitness uh, even from a, a, an early age, I had my own exercise routine that I used to do. I mean, you know, it was one of these these little routines that I'd, you know, lift a, a five kilo weight ten times, and I'd squeeze a little hand exercise machine fifteen times, and then I would run around the yard, which really wasn't that big a yard. It was, you know, probably thirty second run. It wasn't really that much. But, you know, when you're 10 years old, it's a big deal. So after I got out of high school, I got a job in an insulation plant where I was making roof insulation out of newspaper. That is a fascinating process there. Kept me on my toes, gave me a good stable income for a while. But uh, while I would wait for the newspaper to process and go through the machine, I'd have a 10 kilo weight nearby. Uh, do some lifts with that and then I even set up there were bays where we stored the bags of insulation and I got an old pole from one of those bays and set it up balanced across the entrance and I put some padding on it and I would do chin-ups and upside down crunches so I moved on from there and I went into tree lopping and it was at that time that I started to devise my own home-based routine. Uh, this was a little bit more sophisticated than the one that I made that I was when I was 10. Um, but Dad had a lot of exercise equipment still left around the house, even though he didn't exercise as much. And so I started using it. And I started noticing that even though I was doing eight hours a day tree lopping and then coming home to do you know, 45 minutes of weight and half an hour of cardio, uh, most days of the week, I started noticing that I could outlast, well and truly outlast, most of the other guys doing the work. So we'd start at 6 a.m. and at about 12, you know, 12, 12, 1 o'clock lunchtime, everyone else was dying off. They were exhausted, they couldn't keep up, they needed the break, and they were just wrecked. But me, I could keep going till 3 or 4 and not have a problem and still go home and exercise. So I knew that 
the exercise and the weight training and all of that that was helping me. It was helping me uh, perform better, work longer, work harder, and enjoy my time rather than complaining about how exhausted I was. So after four years of that, I moved to Byron Bay and I stopped exercising. Uh, I didn't have my own gear. I didn't have my own equipment. You know, the, the, the equipment that I was using stayed with my dad up in Brisbane. Uh, so I didn't have access to it. And also I didn't have a, a stable house. I was share housing. So uh, it was way too much for me to drag around. So after two years of that, uh, I joined up with the gym down in Byron. I'd never joined a gym before. That was my first experience of, of gym life. And I quickly grew to enjoy it. Even though, you know, you're always awkward the first few times you get into a gym and you have no idea what you're doing and everything, all the machines are foreign and there's some weird guy grunting in the corner. Uh, I got used to it really quickly and, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I was doing a mix of uh, weights and a bit of spin class at that time and that was brutal. That, that really uh, kept me fit. But I, I started to notice from the two-year break that I had, uh, there was a huge difference in my motivation, in my uh, thought process, and the way my outlook on life from when I was exercising to when I wasn't. And it was so much better when I was exercising. So I started looking into a little bit more into that. And at that time, I was scrounging for jobs and I couldn't afford to eat much. So I was living basically on pasta and chicken, which, you know, it served me well for the time, but it's never, never healthy to keep on that kind of diet for too long. So as I started to look more into the health and wellness space, I discovered that basically everyone has a different opinion. Everyone has their own way of doing things, their own, their own routines, their own eating plans. You know, there's so many different beliefs out there that, you know, which is right. You know, do, do, I, do I go vegan? Do I eat meat? I, I can't live without meat, so I'm definitely one of them. Um, how much protein do I have? How many carbs? Do I cut carbs? You know, what kind of, you know, meal diet is good? Atkins, keto, um, paleo, all of that. It's all, it was really confusing, really. So I tried to do what made me feel good, even though I couldn't really um, afford to eat super healthy. Um, I, I did try and, and get as much a, of a balanced diet as I, as I could at that time. But I remember telling a friend of mine, I'm like, if you ever, if there is ever a developed a, a, a routine or a meal plan or something that allows everyone to have a personalized diet based on them and how they work, uh, I'd be all in for it. And at that stage, there was nothing like that. So from there, I eventually got a job as a cleaner at a resort in Byron. Uh, I held that for a year. And as you know, 
well, you may not know, but Byron is very, very difficult to get work in unless you are a, um, a cleaner or uh, work in hospitality. There is not much work around here at all. So I found a job as a cleaner uh, and then at that stage I wanted to upgrade my skills and push myself further than I had been before and there was a position there uh, for night audit. So I went for it and I got it. So night audit was from 10pm till 8am. I was working overnight and initially it started out as five days a week uh, and then they kept changing my my days off around so I could do anywhere between four and ten nights in a row. This completely stuffed me up. My motivation, my energy, uh, my will to do anything was, it, it was shot. Um, I thought I'd have no problems because I'm a, a late night person, but this is a whole other level. When you change your your entire lifestyle to be uh, awake at night and sleeping during the day, it creates a whole different rhythm to your body that completely stuffs you up. So at one stage, I remember that I got to a point where I was unable to remember words in the middle of uh, a sentence, uh, and then I would forget the sentence completely. I stopped being able to drive long distances because I was too tired. I would start to fall asleep uh, after 10 or 15 minutes of driving. So my, my gym was 20 minutes away and 20 to 30 minutes and I could not drive there for fear of falling asleep. Um, I tried to do home-based stuff. Uh, you know, a little bit of body weight exercise, but the exhaustion just took over. Within the first six months, I just did not have the energy or the motivation to even get up and exercise at all. So I only wanted to do the nights for six months, but uh, it ended up being two years. By the end of that two years, I I just, I couldn't do anything. I barely wanted to get out of bed. I had no desire to go out or see people or do anything. I just, I just stayed in bed all day until I had to get up to go to work. And I felt horrible. I felt miserable. And... It was just before I, I finished up there that I met a friend. I met up with a friend who uh, I haven't seen in a while, and uh, he just built a recording studio. And so I was having a look at what he'd done, which is amazing. It was it was brilliant. And I was you know complaining about my job and my life. And yeah, he shows me this new, brand new platform for personalized health, wellness, skincare, and exercise with full meal plans and full exercise plans that change every every month. I'm like, this is phenomenal. All based on your DNA and how you're genetically made. 
I'm like, this is phenomenal. This is incredible. Uh, now there's no more guessing or, you know, what do I need? What do I not need? No, it's all there written out for me. So I ended up leaving that job because I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. And the re- it's been about six months now, and the recovery process has been long. I feel much better. I can I can talk. I had a friend tell me recently, he's like, you're talking much faster now. You were talking really slow when you left. I'm like, oh, great. That's, ugh, that's not good. But I feel better. This is the first time in, in six months that I feel like I can go back. I can uh, do some do some energetic uh, exercises. Um, I actually felt like going for a run and I hate cardio. So uh, this is good. You know, my energy is returning. My motivation is returning. My mental state is strengthening. uh, And I just feel, I feel so much better than I did six months ago. So this is my this, this podcast is going to be a documentation of my journey. It'll be a documentation of me setting up an eight-week weight loss plan. So currently, I am, I think, just under 100 kilos. My ideal body weight for the BMI is 70. But I would like to be about 80 kilos. I've always felt that's quite good. It's a good balance of muscle and fitness for me. And so that will be my target weight. Uh, and I'm going to see what happens over eight weeks of a DNA-based diet uh, and DNA-based exercise plan. Uh, it's all genetically encoded to me. It's all personalized just for me. And this plan will... It's no good for anyone else. So... I hope you will stick with me. Uh, I hope you will tune in and listen to my progress uh, to see how it goes, uh, see how I feel at the end of eight weeks. Uh, this this will probably start in the next three or four weeks. I, I need to get uh, everything ready and my plans in order. Um, but uh, yeah, I will keep you up to date on my findings. It's also, this is going to be an exploration into... Uh, biohacking as well. So what I want to do is uh, I want to understand the biohacking space and how I can improve my uh, my fitness, my health, my mental state, my emotional state, and my f- spiritual state by f- using my DNA plan, my DNA uh, uh reports and structure to find out what is the best for me what do I need what do I need to change how does my lifestyle need to change so I can live optimally and be the best version of me that I can be so this is going to be really exciting Uh, I I am keen to to have you follow along uh, to learn what I need and I hope that uh, you gain something out of this as well. Uh, and um, we, all, we all need some form of health and wellness and fitness. And 
Um, I see it more and more where we're becoming uh, less mobile uh, as a as a people, and less uh, you know the health the the weight epidemic that is is hitting Australia and America and most of the world is just getting out of hand and and there needs to be a change so this is going to be exciting for me and I do hope that you you join me in this journey thank you for joining me please do remember to rate and subscribe to this podcast if you'd like to know more about my journey of discovery head to www thestrengthofwellness.com where I delve deeper into my findings and where I share extra tips on how you too can find out your healthiest way to live.